Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst The trailer picking up Billy Bones A Paolo Diggio A West Ham United We celebrate our victories We stick together in defeat A proud of our history West Ham Singing, Sean. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Welcome to Monster's Podcast. 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 Episode twenty-six. Is it season two? Um, I'm George. I'm here with Sean. Hi, Sean. Good evening. And John. Feeling a bit poorly, by the way. Oh. I've got a bit more of a husky voice. You had a day off work, didn't you? Yeah. Is that boring? How yeah. are you, John? I'm fine, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not bad. Good. But if you like that singing, uh, I did do an outside broadcast for about 12 or 13 minutes. We haven't got time to play it tonight, but I will be putting it on SoundCloud, and I'll be putting that up on the Facebook group, which is George. Facebook.com forward slash Podcast. Yeah, so if you like the outside broadcast, and I know some of you do, some of you don't, it'll be on the Facebook group later. So, we'll talk about the weekend's performance then. Uh, very good performance. We won. We won. Three one. Uh, Andy Carroll got two goals, and Gary O'Neill scored some blind shit. We beat second. the West Brom franchise. Oh, yeah, have you seen the soccer <laughs> yeah, guy? Yeah, soccer guy, he's very funny. If you're not following soccer guy, I think it's soccer guy USA. Uh, he's very, very amusing, isn't he, George? He is very. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we had a, a good win, a good performance, uh, a good day out. Mm-hmm. We did. John got really drunk. <laughs> um, in terms of stats, uh, we had 55% possession, uh, 14 shots, 8 on target. West Brom had 17 shots with 11 on target. So more. That, yeah, that surprised me. Surprised me too. It felt like we dominated. But yeah. Let's talk know. about the game though, shall we? Shall oh, go we? On, then. That's what we've come here to talk talking. about, John. You were there, so you give us the first rundown of uh, your... Your experience on the pitch? Well, I thought we started very well. We'd come out full of pace and intent. Um, yeah, I think we deserved the goal. We deserved the goals in the first half. In the first half, we think we had a good performance. Second half, we seemed to step off it a bit. They seemed to have more possession and 
started having a go at us, but no complaints. Great to get the three points. Very good goals all round, and three more points, and we're safe as houses. Well, you know, I'll, I'll talk us through those. George, do you want to add anything before I ask? No, I think I, 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 you summed up very nicely. There was times when they looked like they could cause us trouble, but we defended very well. Well, let's let's talk both of you first of the through the first goal. So, a trademark game. header from Andy Carroll. Yeah, grand of the week. And that is a typical... I mean, you could argue it wasn't being marked very well. Who who, uh, who whipped it in? It was a corner, wasn't it? Whose corner was Andy Carroll's goal? Yeah. O'Neill. So, yeah, Gary O'Neill corner. We've been doing really poor on corners, but, um, yeah, he's got, I mean, certainly watching it again and again on the replay... He's I think you'd have uh, to ran it and um, trademark. He was, was undefendable. Trademark. Oh, that was great. It was good. Well, I had someone at work today say to me, "He's going to keep you up, and he Carol, his goals." I'll start well, I think, I'll tell you what, though. I think he's going to earn us a few more places. Apparently, allegedly, we've budgeted seventeenth place, but because we got Andy Carroll, we budgeted fifteenth place, and that makes a lot of difference money-wise. Yeah. So, second goal. Uh, who here? Who, I don't know, it's 250 grand a place or 500 grand a place or something. It's quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, who here has slagged off Gary O'Neill in the past? Me. Hands up. Yeah. Me. John's not holding his hand up. Yeah. No, I don't know. I've always said I thought he was half decent. He's a, I think he's a champion. He's, he's a decent player. Not a brilliant player. Not a bit, but he's better at but, golf than he is at football. Come on. Come on, guys. Saying. Credit where credit's due. He, he got the corner. He had a great game. Uh, and what a, a super line goal, you know, it'd be a nice little chip, curling. No, it was great it was finish. beautiful finish. It was great. And he, he In fact, really so, so much I didn't even know on the outside broadcast, I couldn't believe it was um, it was Gary O'Neill. Well, it was just like, just a good game, he'd done really well and I was impressed with him. But I mean, he, in his defence, he's not been fit. Yeah. And it's the same with Carroll. They were saying, like, Allardyce afterwards was saying, like, he's starting to play enough games now, he's coming up to full fitness. Yeah, he has so, been, you know, yeah. been Matt Jarvis. Well, Saturday or Sunday. So, Matt Jarvis, um, he was the one who missed the sitter. Jarvis is so poor, isn't he? Jarvis, yeah. But 10. Is, 8 yeah. million or whatever. I, I mean, know. he should be getting these, shouldn't he? Is it confidence thing? What what is wrong with the guy? You know, again, again, we should have been three 0 up then. Was again, it was it Jarvis after the two 0 up? Yeah, it was. Yeah, wasn't it was. It? Well, but, 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 again, you know, it's his first season with us. He's, he was built of walls for a long time. Maybe maybe this year, maybe next year, it'd be fantastic. I don't know. At the moment, he doesn't look the ten point five million or twelve million or whatever we pay yeah. him play. He just doesn't yeah. look it in any stretch of the imagination. But you know, he, he, there must be something about him that. George, are you and Matt Jarvis fan? Did you buy a, 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 a no, copy I, of Attitude? <laughs> I liked him at Wolves. I mean, when we signed him, I thought we paid over the odds, but he was a decent player. Um, he's had spells where he's done all right, but he hasn't been good enough. Yeah, he's, he does so many things poorly. He doesn't get back. He doesn't chase back. He doesn't tackle. But you know, it, it must be something. He can deliver there. a good ball. He can. Yeah. He can deliver a good ball. He can beat players, and maybe. This season is settling in, and maybe next year we'll see better of him. Okay, let's hope so. So, just before half time, obviously, we had a penalty appeal turned down. 
I missed it. I was getting the beers. Yeah, you were. What do you think? You've seen it now on replay. I thought at the time it was bang on. I thought it was a definite penalty. Yeah. Looking back at it, seeing it on, on sort of slow mo, now it doesn't look like it. Was yeah, I agree. So you know, it just shows you. It just shows you. you know, we were so. Who was, right, was, was with? It was right was in it? front of us. It was Jarvis. Yeah. Got flattened. He, he did with the bike, but did get his foot on the ball and then so just shows you. And then Jarvis got up and gave us like two or three people's back on the six yard line, and he just bunged it past the goalkeeper. As Sort of pulling it back to someone. So first half very good. They came at us, didn't they? Second half, they they really threw everything at us. We can see from the stats that you know, seventeen shots, eleven on target, much more than us. We stood firm. Winston Reid had another good game. Yaskalainen had a great. Yaskalainen. I mean, he yes. did. I don't know if you heard. Well, you'll hear in a minute from uh, um, Big Sam, but he he said that you know when he pushed it off to the post. Yeah. Should he be holding on to those in the first place? I don't know, no. He pushed it off to the post. And and that was a brilliant save. And and most of the time they go in, but it didn't. So Big Sam said that they would have ruled it offside. I didn't get that. Apparently the referee came up to him and said they would have ruled it for an infringement so it wouldn't have counted. Do you get that? No, I don't, but it's just... (laughs) That's Big Sam. It was just a a good save. And made a really good save in the second half. Second half, he's a good shot stop, isn't he? Good shot stopper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you? Who would you rather at the moment in this um, this season, Robert Green or Yuski Lusky Lonian? I think Robert Green probably. Really? Yuski's yeah, been inconsistent. Yuski had a really good form. But again, I, I can't now, think of something where I could really point out that he cost us the game. And there are a few games I I where Rob Green cost us it. the game. There's one. There was one where well, it was really it. his fault. I could name two or three games where Rob Green was It's quite a few times where you sort of think he, he, he's just watched that go in or he didn't get... No, he, yeah, he, he hasn't as been, he cost us a game. He hasn't been consistently good, but he's been he, he's been consistent for the last three games of a very yeah. good standard. And he, there must have been a reason why he wasn't playing at Bolton. There must be, he must have lost his confidence or he's he just... He fell out of him. He yeah, fell out of Whatever and it was. And then they played that Bogdan. Yeah. Well, whatever it is, yeah. he didn't get a game, and he's taken him a while. As another one, he's taken a while to get his form, but his form is playing on at the moment. Yeah. He's doing really well. Anyway, two more things before we finish on this game. Um, obviously, Ginger Collins, Ginger Collins, I called him that on the outside broadcast. Ginger Pele put the ball in the back of the net, but, <laughs> but it was ruled offside. Uh, what do you think of that? Did you see the replay on that? I did see the replay, but I was drunk at the time. I can't remember. And what was it? When Collins got the ball in the net. And we celebrated it, didn't we? <laughs> it was offside. Yeah, it was offside. Yeah, I think it was. And Andy Carroll, obviously let's talk about the, the goal, goal of the well, season. His first Western. goal was a really good Andy Carroll goal. Yeah, but this was even better. Second goal was very good. A free kick from Ginger Pelé and, I, I and thought, a volley. I thought it was like disallowed or something because I didn't really believe that he'd score it. It just seemed so simple with his feet. It was a brilliant goal. It was Terrible, terrible defending, but it was a, such a great finish. Just a casual, he, he watched the ball over, didn't he? And oh, just, it fall it, over his shoulder, it came over his shoulder. With his and, wrong foot. And, and, yeah, yeah foot. That's, that's amazing. Then the bar out did him the whole Monday, didn't he? Yeah, that, that, was, <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was unreal. So that finally, obviously, we conceded a goal. Penalty? Yeah, I would have given a penalty. Yeah, I would have wanted a penalty if it was the other way around. Yeah, well, it's it's it. He did. <laughs> 
So 3-1, good game, three important points, 36 points. Player ratings from Ian Dale's website, West Ham till I die. Andy Carroll tops with Gary O'Neill second, James Collins third and Yussi fourth. Bottom, George McCartney, a little bit unfair. Unfair. Came on for five minutes and redone his name. Matt Taylor, yeah, didn't do anything after he came on. And uh, Kevin Nolan, yeah, probably. Matt, Matt Taylor, the amount of times that he's come to our place playing for someone else and buried a free kick or done something that to really hurt us. I've, I've taken a good corner. The one I'm going to pick I've up. I've not, not seen him really do that much for us this the, year. The one least. I'm going to pick up, we didn't mention, Ricardo Vazte. So he was fifth from bottom. I, I thought, thought that was a bit unfair because I thought he had a yeah, decent game as well. So I thought that was a bit unfair a bit because I thought, I know we always say he's a bit of a championship player, he goes in fits and starts, he's a bit lazy. But he, he tried. He's lazy. He's guilty of being lazy. Yeah, he's, he, he had a decent game. He did. I thought, I thought Nolan, Nolan had a decent game. Yeah. I, think, I mean, I didn't realise that, again, I didn't realise that his broken toe that kept him out was, wasn't, he didn't get that broken toe, toe at the top of the game. It was just agitated. He already yeah. had it. So, didn't know that. Anyway, I don't know if you heard, but Matty Taylor on Friday, Good Friday morning, was on Talk Sport and said... We're not a long ball team. We can pass as good as any other Premiership team. It'd be nice if they did, then, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, if they do mix it up. We're not one-dimensional. They do mix it up. They do it in that. I was going to say. Yeah. I don't think we should call ourselves a long ball team because I don't think we're. A long no, ball I just. I agree. I'm going to listen to what Sam said. Yes, let's listen to uh, Sam's post-match press conference uh, after the West Brom game. I think you'd have to say yes because he's put two goals on the end of good performances. I think his good performances have been with us before. I think the fans have always appreciated his his uh, his, uh, his ability here, but he's shown them what he's all about today. It's about the ability he has outside the box, but also they've shown them the ability he's got in the box with his with his goal scoring ability, which we've been waiting patiently for. I hope this is kicking him on to being a regular goal scorer for us in in the next eight games or so and uh, and upping his total as as much as he possibly can for the end of the season because he's he's in a good frame of mind now and finally like i said after a long wait his his match fitness is is why i think you're seeing the performances and the goals that you're seeing uh we've had to wait a while for that i think finally he's he's there and he's enjoying himself which is more important than anything else and there's always a, always a possibility you, you would you would look at at the, 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 the end of the season, but like I said, it, when we get down to budgeting and so on and so forth, and see what negotiations can be done or can't done, then then you'd have a look at anything and everything that that comes your way. Um, the uh, the end of the season uh, comes, and you know you don't really get a day off before the bombardment of players' availability comes your way. Uh, the endless uh, texting and emailing and player availability just completely ov- overwhelms you, as it as it were. That's why, um, as a manager, you've got to delegate that off and filter through those processes. But we will we will look at the end of the season when we're safe um, and see what we what we need to do. Would you like him to stay, I think the, the the answer to that would be would be yes. But I mean, there's a lot of things that need to be to- be done between. Between now and then, to to make sure we can try and pursue this uh, this transfer, um, I think that um, we'd have to wait and see. Like I said, end of the season, um, what we can do.
it's a reoccurrence of the same injury, which is a very big disappointment for him uh, and for us. And, uh, you know, oh, it was so important that we got 3 0 up when he had to come off and we'd used all our subs. What a blow it would have been, you know, what, had, it, had it been any different to that. So we're disappointed for George because he's, he's waited so long to get back and so eager to get on. And, and we thought, well, let's give him a little run out now and. And, and you know, save the lads, lads that have done so well, get the subs on, and, and sadly he goes down with the same injury. But the overall performance today and the quality of the goals was uh, a great day for us, and I think one that um, the players uh, were glad to get out after two weeks after Chelsea and, and show what they could really do again. I mean, the last time we played here, the fantastic game, but ended up losing in the last minute. This play, this time we played a fantastic game. Scored three fantastic goals um, and got a thoroughly deserved win. So the quality of the goals is is uh, is uh, three very different types. The, the quality of Andy's heading, the ability in, of Gary O'Neill with a with a delicate chip, and of course the the outstanding volley uh, from Andy Carroll shows he's not just about his aerial. Dominance is about the overall ability that Andy has, and I don't think you'll see a better goal, or a better volley technique than than that one this season. The over the shoulder, right foot volley, which is his weaker foot, uh, into the bottom corner. So, uh, uh, great, great result for us. Great performance, and of course, takes us ever closer to that safety margin. And uh, and we're looking forward to now to to Liverpool away next week. So there was Sam Allardyce's post-match press interview. Yeah. Um, we should just apologise for the audio issues in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, we are having a studio refurbishment. Yeah. We are. Well, I'm not, but John is, who owns the studio. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it. Yeah. So um, did did he say anything? That well, he, he obviously talked about the two Carroll goals, said he would like to keep him, which got a lot of press coverage. Uh, talked about you know Gary O'Neill and you know how well he'd done and, and obviously talked about George McCartney and you know us going down to ten men which was a bit of a shame but you've got you asked, asked the question was it too early to bring Gary, um, George McCartney Linda back on you know you know I think it was well there you go it must have been must have been but, uh, so it's your fault they, Sam you shouldn't have brought him back too soon done trials and tests and all sorts but you know we won so Sam doesn't make excuses when we win he just makes out how brilliant he is and how brilliant the team is and you know laps up the plaudits yeah, doesn't we, he you know it was a good game so you know we won yeah you know you know uh, so do we do we want to play the Black Lion interview? Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah so we, we met up after we, we were in the Black Lion afterwards celebrating post-game and uh, a bit surreal, but we uh, we heard some people talking about the podcast. It was a bit strange. And uh, like little celebrities. For yeah, while, and it turned out it was our fan of the week, last week's fan of the week. Sean felt like a celebrity because he just um, sat there for about 15 minutes. Who was Mark Stevens, a.k.a. Mark Adams. Mark Stevens. With um, Steve Crisp as well. So we had a quick, and it's only a short interview. Uh, they've been drinking. Good like you. Um, yeah, and we, we edited a quick interview in the Black Lion. Here it is. So we're uh, we're in the Black Lion post-game celebrating, and we've bumped into Steve Crisp. 
And Steve, hello Steve. Hello mate, so how are you doing? Yeah, Steve is the one who introduced me to uh, Mark Stevens, a.k.a. Mark Adams. We bumped into him and it's a bit weird here yeah, because we were, we were standing here having a beer, celebrating the 3-1 win and he's telling the podcast story and we're exactly opposite. So we start with Steve. Steve, your moment of glory, a long-time listener. What do you think of the game today? I thought it was great. I, I didn't think we'd win, but it was right, good result. And we did outplay him, and Andy Carroll, main, main geezer. Is he worth 100 grand a week we've been paying him? That's about 500 grand a goal for, for so far, isn't it? Uh, I, don't think I don't think he's worth the money, and we, we have to try and do a deal on him in the summer. OK, and now we go over to Mark Stevens. We're just going to call you Mark Stevens now instead of Mark Adams. I don't know. I'll answer anything, mate. You're all right. This, this time you've been drinking, so you won't come as posh over the, over the podcast as everything. So what do you think of the game today, Mark? I, I, I thought it was, again, it was a great game today. I thought, I thought, I thought we did very well to... Uh, I thought we did well to get the goals we did. Shame about, shame about the penalty at the end. But, um, yeah, good, good result for us. OK, there you go. Sometimes walking around in the black line, you bump into two friends of the podcast. Thanks, guys. Back to the studio. Cheers, Sean. Yes, back to the studio. And that was yeah. Mark Stevens. And before the game, we bumped into Adrian Charles with his daughter. But we didn't get an interview. I asked Adrian Charles, a Baggies fan, would he do a quick interview? And he said, no, he was late to was meet that, somebody. Was that your Adrian Charles accent? Yeah. Can you do an Adrian Charles accent? No. No. I'm, not gonna try. I'm too ill to try, George. Um, <laughs> um, oh, fan of the week. Yes, isn't it fan next? of the week. Let's crack on. Let's crack on. So, uh, want to go back home. Again, Sean's friend of the podcast, Nigel Khan. Well, I think it's more John's fra- friend of the podcast. I've never met Ally. him. Ally. Never met him. Oh, you, no. Yeah, no, you haven't, have you? There you go, so. He likes you. He does like you. <laughs> I can't blame him. You could have a bromance. Bromance. <laughs> <laughs> Your views are very similar. So there you go. He was at the game on. He was on the game, so I, I thought, you know, again, I was, Sean, I, think, as well, I right? was, um, I was ill. I couldn't be bothered to arrange another fan of the week, and, and I asked <laughs> the Facebook. This has been a joke. <laughs> I, I, I asked the Facebook. Someone rest. said, "Talk to Nigel." So I rang up Nigel on his mobile and I said, "Have you got five minutes to have a?" do a quick fan of the week but also i wanted to talk to him about the olympic stadium with the news as well and i knew he'd have views because he'd done various newspaper articles and so yeah here's nigel right we welcome back to more than just a podcast he's already been fan of the week once before but we've got him back again because we liked him so much it's Nigel Khan. Hiya, Nigel. Yeah, hi, Sean. Thanks for that. Yeah, so let's do the Fan of the Week stuff first. Uh, nice win at the weekend at the Bowling. I'm sure you were there. I was What's there. your views on the game? Um, yeah, I thought we, we bossed the game quite well. West Brom come out um, probably first 10 minutes and um, tried to put their style of play on top of us. But I thought we played... We passed it about well. Um, we played quite attractive football, um, as we do seem to do at home. And uh, even though Andy Carroll's both goals come from set pieces, I think you could say they were well-taken goals. 
worth the 17 million and 100 grand a week at the end of the season on the basis of those two goals? It depends on on what the club's got to spend. If you if the club said, "Oh, we got 30 million to spend," and you know, 17 million on Andy Carroll possibly could be a stretch, but if they've only got 20 million to spend, that's a big chunk. When you look, you know, we're probably going to lose Colton Cole, Myger, Palister ain't going to want to hang around while he ain't getting the game. So we we need to buy two minimum two strikers, not one. And um, Sam Allardyce, football genius, about to be offered a three million pound a year, three-year contract, nine million. Has your views changed on Big Sam? Does he deserve another contract? Um, head probably says yes. Heart says, well, my heart still says no. I wouldn't touch him with a barge pole. But I mean, if you if you look at it, if you got looking at stability for the club, um, which at the end of the day, West Ham were never known for sacking their managers, so that's part of the West Ham way. <laughs> it's not to sack your managers. Then uh, I mean, yeah, you got to give him another punt at it, and hopefully he'll play a bit better football. Okay, obviously everything in the papers today talking about Paolo Di Canio. Did we miss a trick by not? Offering a job at West Ham, or is it a nice little training session for two and a half years if he lasts that long at Sunderland? What's your view on Paolo Di Canio at Sunderland? Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he does. Martin O'Neill, they were, they were a ship going nowhere under him. Um, some people put that down to the fact that he never took, or, or Robertson didn't want to go with him, and perhaps like Cluffy without Taylor, O'Neill without Robertson was not quite the man that he thought he was. Um, the Canio at West Ham, I don't think, no, I don't think he was ready, to be honest. I don't think, well, I, my personal feeling is, is that I don't think they'd ever appoint him because he'd be more popular than the owners, and I think the owners wouldn't want that. You can imagine if the Canio come out and had a rant against the owners, who would the fans go with, the owners or the Canio? I think at the moment they'd go with the Canio. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Di Canio gets on both with premiership players and whether they're put up with his ways and and owners and boards and fans alike. It will be a, an interesting rocky road, I believe. Uh, anyway, just last footling question before we move on to the Olympic Stadium. Uh, hammer of the Year, has that changed from the last time we spoke to you? I can't remember who it was last time. So who who's your Hammer of the Year on, on you know, performances so far? For me, Winston Reid. I think, yeah, I think um, he's I think the Winston, Winston Reid. Um, when we first signed him, he was, you know, it was put out, we were signing a star of the World Cup. And we all thought, ooh, what's that? And then, you know, Winston Reid, and you think, oh, yeah, that geezer that scored against Italy for New Zealand didn't really, ooh. And then the first year in Premiership, a bit under Avram, but the first year in the Premiership were a foreign player is always a shock anyway. So you do have to give them time yeah. to bed in. It probably done Winston Reid a favour, us going down. I actually think if we hadn't have gone down, he perhaps might not have had a future at the club. But we, we, we went down, we added Upson and others, and he was there. And it's pretty fair to him. He stepped up with a plate last year, and then it was interesting to see if he could do it with the Premier League. And he's, you know, he's proved he can. So um, for me, I'm down Winston Reid. I said last footballing question, but of course, you and I both met at uh, the Army at the Christmas part, the sad Christmas party. Yes. And uh, we asked him to stay, and, and obviously we had a lot of say on that because he stayed. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people were saying, including myself, his head's gone. He hasn't been the same player since the transfer window. Um, no, he, he's, he's, not been, he's not been the same player, and um, I don't know, will he stay, will he go... Uh, at the end of the day, we could afford to lose the army more than we can afford to lose Reed. If you look at it. if you look at where we can afford to lose players, midfield, we could afford to lose a player. If you take the yeah. army out, you got you got Noble to come back. Nolan's there. He, he you know, hopefully he'll be back to full fitness soon. Collison yeah. can play there. So no great. Luck. Anyway, let's move on to your favourite subject, the Olympic Stadium. Um, <laughs> Bit of a non-event, I suppose, in your eyes. You know, the news finally came out, very stage-managed, I'm sure, in your eyes, that West Ham were, you know, by Boris, and Boris doing his hammer sign and wearing a West Ham shirt. Um, obviously, the information's been released. Uh, you yourself released, the, you know, a link to the, the new um, technical drawings and, and the club's released drawings yeah. now, so everyone can see that. Um you know, what's, we saw Ali, obviously, from Hughesview doing her protest, and I, I uploaded some some clips as well of, of, of that. What, where do you stand on this now? What, what's your message to the fans at the moment, Nigel? My message to the fans is to, is to go out and get as much information as you can by looking at, I mean, I'll put a link up, as you said, on the site, and, you know, there's 240 documents by the end of it, and some of them are like 100 pages long. But you've got to search through to find the real information that is buried deep in there because the club are, are, are using their PR machine to its full. 
and they're putting out the bits that they want, that, you know, the fans, they only want the fans to see. They don't want to put everything out. It look, you know, if I was a neutral, I can take a step back and go, if I was a neutral and I looked at what the club put in the programme, would you think, oh, I'd like to go there? Well, if I was sitting on the fence, I'd be thinking, oh, that does look nice if you look at what the club put in the programme. But, you know, what they don't tell you is, is that the majority of the seats are still the wrong side of the running track for a start. Um, the yeah. seating figures for me seem a bit vague. They've not put out, actually, how many fans will be in the ground when there's an athletics meeting because I'm adamant that there is 10,000 empty seats or 10,000 seats in the upper tier that can't be used for football. Um, I have actually found and printed off the drawings that show that. I've just not managed to put them up yet. But All right, well, we'll we certainly put them up when you found them. So I, I, I saw the other side of it. You know, the BBC Five Live called me up the night before and said, well, I'd do an interview with them. I talked to them about being pro, uh, and, and they dropped me like a stone, and they didn't want to know. They only yeah. wanted to hear anti Voices. Yeah, 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 but Sean, the BBC um, rang me up. Um, obviously, you know, I couldn't get down there. I had work to do. Ali was going to be there already, I knew. So we, it was easy for just Ali to do them all. Um, the club were putting out the pro message. If you're looking for balance, the club were already putting out the pro message. They don't need another fan to turn around and give more pro message. You've got to balance it up. With, with, with the oh. negatives, the club don't want the fans, or I'll tell you this now, the club don't want the fans to hear the negatives. A, a, a member of the club walked out of the ground and tried to stop Ali being filmed. Yeah, I, I saw that. I've, I've uploaded yeah. the there's, there's, thing. There's, you, didn't yeah. hear, you didn't see the swearing, but you saw him saying you've got to take that down and on a, on a there, mobile there you phone. Go. There's, there's more to that than meets the eye. So there's that yeah, but it's private. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's private property, and they've, they've got to be able to be able to control well, what their... are they scared of, Sean? What right. they, what, I've, that flag that they try to take down is my flag. Three times... I've pulled that out inside the ground in yeah. the past two years. Three times, or four times I've done it, three times I've been jumped on by stewards. I've got an email from the club stipulating that flags are not allowed. I pointed out to them that people put flags up and that they themselves use flags and banners in the Olympic Stadium with their drawings they released. So then they yeah. come back to me with flags with political messages I've not had, and my message is political. I walked in the ground, Stuart said straight to me, I know you've been told, don't get your flag out. Yeah. Well, you they're game, their rules. You know, they're not going to open it and say, this is democracy, and I'll to do it. Anyway, I, I know we're short of time and I'll ask you two more questions. First yep. one is, um, obviously, you must be pleased that YouGov has been appointed uh, to do an independent poll. You know, this is a victory for Hugh's view, I see it. This well, is what you... Uh, campaign for this is what you you know vigorously asked for and you've got it so that has got to be a victory and you, you can't you gov is a recognized independent polling company listen it's good they've gone independent let's wait to see if it's a poll because the club keep using the word consultation i've said it before yeah. i've been into a meeting with karen brady she turned around and said i don't like the word poll i don't like a poll i prefer consultation that's the word they're using. Consultation is, do you want nice statues outside? Shall we put the name, the cups that we've run, like Arsenal's done, round the inside of the stadium? Be a bit short, yeah. but anyway. You know, that's consultation. 
you know. Anyway, poll. you don't need to do a poll. Nigel, uh, we're a bit short of time, but I've done a poll at the Black Lion, yeah. right, on Saturday. <laughs> After the game, right, yeah, I go spoke on. to 10 random drunk season ticket holders. Yeah. Uh, John will back you up on this. I picked 10 random drunk season ticket holders at random, and I asked the question, are you for or against the Olympic Stadium with all the information available to you at this moment? They weren't a lot allowed to answer unsure. It was either for or against. Eight percent for, twenty percent against. I would be very surprised if that's not what comes out what? in yeah. any kind of poll. Yeah, but then that's what because the club are drip feeding what they are putting out. The club are only putting out the side. Oh, you've got retractable seating. I can tell you now that the seats on the halfway line are twenty-two meters, at least twenty-two meters away from the from the pitch. Yeah. Right. No, well, I'll tell, tell you what, Nigel, what we, we promised to do, we are going to have a, an Olympic Stadium special. We haven't got quite round to doing it yet, but I promise you this, we will invite you, we will invite Ali, get your information together, and I promise you it will get an airing, and the fans can make up their own minds. That's all but, That's all that, we, to be fair, Sean, that's all that I want. If, if you know, 60 70% of fans, or even 52% of fans, after they've had all the information say, yes, we want to go there, we're not bothered about sitting too far away or whatever, then fine, you know, there's nothing we can do about it. I'm not going to run a no campaign on a, on a win just out of stubbornness. That, that, that's the thing. I, I will try and put out an anti-message to fight what the club are doing because they're only putting out the little bits they want to put out. And that's, that's what it's down to but at the moment. At the end of it, will you become, you know, we have to heal. We all have to be one big West Ham family afterwards and the healing must begin at one point and we need to be united again. You know, the whole of West Ham well, needs need to be united. Uh, look, when it comes down to in other people, that's the choices that other people make, they will make them as to whether they go or not. Me, will I go? I will probably buy a season ticket for the first season. I will walk in the first game and then I'll make my mind up whether I'll keep going back or not. I'm not going to say I will never set foot in that stadium because I've done West Ham since I was, you know, regular since I was six years old. I was taken as a little kid, baby in arms and everything. All I've ever known throughout my life is going football, West Ham. Yeah. So, I, you know, that I can't ever see a point where I'm going to be at the gardening on a Saturday afternoon or shopping with a missus. Yeah. Too right, and we wouldn't have these great conversations. Anyway, Nigel, we're short on time because we've got a lot to get through. No. Thanks for being our final week yet Thanks again. Thanks for asking me, Sean. Keep up the good work, and we'll talk to you again on the Olympic uh, Stadium special you when course. that comes around. All right, cheers, All right. mate. Cheers, Sean. Bye. So that's Nigel Cotton, yeah. obviously opposed to the Olympic Stadium movement. Yeah, as I'm sure you know he's involved in Hughes View and with, with Ali and, and a number of other people that are not always that public, but uh, certainly him and Ali are the public face of Hughes View. Um, you know, and it was a bit tongue-in-cheek that I asked 10 people in the black line. But joking aside, I think that's a, you know, a good indication of how fans will vote, personally. I think it will be about 80-20. And here's, say, you know, propaganda from the club and everything. But at some point, people have got to make their own minds up, as I said on the interview. And, uh, you know, and while we're on that, let's talk about a very quick update. Obviously, we've all read the news. It wasn't a surprise, even though Boris Johnson made it try made it media event of him doing his crossed hammers and trying to juggle balls and everything shirt. in his West Ham shirt with a number one on. But 
you know, we're paying 15 million up front. I think we all know that, which is a steal, really. Um, I think personally, and this is only my speculation, we need to borrow that money. I don't think David and David have got the money. So I think we'd be using that Vibrec Corporation in the Virgin Islands to borrow 15 million against the 60 million next year. I've since found out since our last podcast, we did borrow 10 million last year in September from Vibrec. And that's in the company account. So already we borrowed 10 million against this year's uh, TV money. I think that the only way we'll get that 15 million is to borrow against next year's 60 million. But that's a, another story. Um, obviously, if you're borrowing 15 million, that's 15 million less you're going to have as a budget for players and everything else and wages next year. And, you know, that's, that's just the price of, of doing this deal. I think the rent of £2 million or 2.5, it, it varies from, is good. I think most people in the media were complaining about West Ham, saying what a good deal they've got and how they've got it on the cheap. And, you know, it wasn't good use of taxpayers' money. So, you know, West Ham fans complain one thing, taxpayers complain on the other. And I think the big story for me was, and I had heard about this before, is, you know, we, we've negotiated up to 50% of the catering and naming rights. And even John, hopefully, will concede on this. But that's a, that's a good deal. <laughs> well, it is, because you, you were arguing well, yeah, before saying, yeah, no to say rights. no yeah, naming rights and no... Yeah. Uh, so and, and, and finally... We've gone into... We're going to go into a stadium like Man City that got everything, and we're going in there and getting half of it. Yeah, and finally, the big thing is the plans came out. So, yeah, there are over 200 documents you heard from Nigel on that um, Newham Planning Authority. I've been through most of them. There are some pictures that have come out, both artist impressions and stadiums, and, and hopefully people are starting to see. They are, by the way, no matter what Nigel said in the past, these are very close to the plans we were shown on the SAB, right? These aren't just dreamt up. Certainly the stadium plans and the way the retractable seating's looking is, is the same plans that they showed us on the SAB last year. So there is no difference. But I don't, I don't know. I, I, there was no surprises for me because I'd seen the plans, but I'd like to know from you two guys what you thought of the plans no, and what you thought of the retractable seating well, and, and all the other news that have come out. We were, we, were gonna, we were getting retractable seating, weren't we? If we were going there, we were getting retractable seating. That was like a definite thing, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. So... The fact how it operates and how they, they achieve it, in my mind, it was can only be done in, in the similar way that they're doing it anyway. <clears throat> this thing about the, us getting half the naming rights and stuff, that's, of course, that's better. Better than nothing, which was what I thought we were going to be getting. Yeah. But like I say, it's still like at any cost. We've gone in at any cost. It's like, you know. Yeah. I mean, the retractable seating's not everywhere. You can see there's one stand that doesn't have retractable seating. So it's not all the way around. Uh, and you see more hospitality and everything, but you know there has to be some compromises. And um, the more the more I speak to people, like we were on Saturday and stuff, the more I realise it. On people, someone of my opinion is on a hiding to nothing. There's as more, is Nigel. There's more people who are, who are just like, oh, to, let's uh, go yeah. to a nice new stadium and let's just uh, yeah. And 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 to be fair, one of the guys we were talking to at the pub on Saturday had, had it summed it up because when I tried to say, well, you know, all these years going to West Ham, all the, the club we fell in love with in the 80s and all this stuff where you align yourself to this club and then all that's just gone to this sort of corporate, bland stadium which will just be like a very sterile place and, you know, people going for weekend breaks and getting a ticket for a Premier League game at West Ham and thrown in from all around the world and 
all this sort of stuff, all the tourists and all this stuff that I can see coming is just going to be the end of West Ham as I see it. And he sort of said, well, football has gone for years. Football's been gone. Nothing yeah. like it used to be. It's, it is just a case if you choose to support and follow football, it's what you make it by going out with your mates and having your day out. That's what keeps that going. So yeah. it's how many people but will keep I, I guess, you know, point of view. I've got great memories standing with you on the South Bank, right? And oh. I'll be sad to leave the oh. Bolin, you know, because that's part of our history, John, you know? Yeah, will I be sad to leave the Bolin? Yes. Will it be a gamble? Yes. I hope I'm right. I hope I'm not proved wrong, right? I'll be the first to stand up and put my hand up and say, yeah, I was the one who voted yes, and we, we got it wrong. But I think home is what you make it, and I think, we can create an atmosphere there. If all those people in the lower tier are season ticket holders, then we can create the atmosphere. It won't matter who's in the upper tier, whether oh, they mean, be uh, away fans or whether they be neutrals or tourists I think, or I whoever. think everyone's going to make their own mind up once it's moved in. And, af- and after we're there and we've been there and people really see it up close and personal, how it's going to be working, I yeah. think we could have and Nigel, a bit of a... Um, Nigel has said he won't say he won't get a season ticket. Ali his friend has said she won't but you know what i've said to people and that there's a few people on twitter is you can't just switch off who you support i don't care who you are of course you can't right or you may say you don't agree with this right but we're all part of the west ham family we've all got a heel and at one point you're gonna not you're gonna support west ham forever <laughs> what are you spouting <laughs> You're we are we've we all are. got a heel we are. We, we're not. Let's talk about something else. Yeah, let's support. Uh, we are going to still have the. I know we said this a lot of times. We're going to have the Olympic Stadium special. We're going to get both sides of the argument. Perfect time was last week, personally. Yeah, I, I know. You two know. didn't bond. Well, well, I was fine, but yeah. Anyway, moving on. Just saying. It's the. I would have set you up. I would have just shut yeah, the door. Be and asked you. either. I wasn't. I wasn't doing it. I've, I, from day one, I've said I'm not doing it. I don't feel strongly enough. I'm, I'm very yeah. on the fence. But I can't. I can't. But give you an are. Opinion. If you if you're pushed, you're a four. Yeah. yeah. I think. I think. I think it's the way to go. Yeah, you were drunk at the time. Yeah. Anyway, not as drunk as you. As you say, we've <laughs> probably given it enough time. Facebook, Twitter, a question time. Facebook, Twitter, question time, and uh, we've had quite a few. Comments in today on, on Twitter, Twitter, yeah. Um, on our Facebook, let's start with Facebook. Let's get this out of the way. Mm. Sean asked a few questions. It's been rumored that Allardyce will be offered a three million per year, three year contract. Does he deserve it? De Canio has been announced as new manager of Sunderland. Is that a missed opportunity? Will it all end in tears, or is it nice of Sunderland to train him up, get him ready to take over West Ham in twenty sixteen? Um, Andy Carroll got a brace at the weekend. Is he now worth the 17 million transfer fee and the 5.2 wages, million wages on that form? Tom Underwood said, he's, I'm, not a big fat, I'm not the biggest fan of Big Fat Sam, but he makes us a hard team to beat. Not worth, he's worth, not sure he's worth 3 million a year, but we do need the stability. Um, Tom Elliott says, I don't think we will get Carroll now if he carries on scoring goals for us on loan. I think taking Sam on a long deal is great news for the club. He is proven. Andy Akers said, I think our best chance is getting rid of Sam and hiring someone a lot bigger like Andy King. Who's Andy King? Don't know. Don't know. I think we got <laughs> AC on the cheap. 
he's worth 65 million anyone's bit. He's winding us up. <laughs> I don't do you want me to do some Twitter ones? Yeah, go on. Terry Donnelly, uh, he's talking about the Liverpool game, which I also <laughs> asked. It's been 50 years since we won there. So I said, it's 50 years since we won. Is it time to break our 50 years of bad luck? And he said, yes, it is. Uh, uh, someone else. And then, then I asked... Um, uh, Kevin Stanley, the same question on predictions. He said 1-0 to West Ham. Collins with a winner at Anfield. Um, and then I'm moving on. So, um, Alak um, says, I asked the, the, about Sam Allardyce, and he says, Sam Allardyce is not worth it. <laughs> One style play <laughs> with no style. Uh, Rich Davis, I offered... Three options on Paolo Di Canio, which was A, missed opportunity, B, will it all end in tears, or C, Knight of Sunderland to train him up for West Ham. And he went C, 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 C. Um, Philip Wilkinson said C as well. Yeah. Scott Smallman said it will be, this is about Liverpool, it will be the game to do, 1-0 West Ham. Hart says, sorry, Hart says 1-0 West Ham. Head says 3-1 Liverpool. So hoping for a draw. That would be a great result. Uh, Philip Wilkinson, you already said, said C. Yep. Yeah. It's quite mixed, um, the response. Andy Carroll uh, was never worth £35, in £35 million. £15 million is fine. Wages too high. He has no skill. Just like Crouch, long legs and no skill. Okay. I don't know. I think he's got a bit of skill. I think Crouch had a bit of skill as well. Crouch had quite a good on the ground. I don't think I don't think he's worth big money. I don't think we'll pay it. I don't think we'll sign him. We'll <laughs> get Wilfred Bonny Boney. I don't think we will get him. Uh, I'm trying to work out. You've got to work out the question on this one. Duncan Terry, uh, Terry says he doesn't. He, he it will go south next season. The contract should have a clause making him blood some youngsters. I think that's about. Uh, really isn't. I don't want Stoke like lumps up front. That goes for Lambert too. That might be about Andy Carroll. Andy Carroll. Ron Brand, and this brings up another thing about Paolo Di Canio, says, Nazi thing, a bit unnecessary, but other than that, see, train him up and have him in 2016. So let's talk about, does it matter? Is it an overreaction? Is he a fascist? Is he a racist? Is he a Nazi? I think it's a title. And why didn't they mention it's it? Like Ian Dale said, why didn't it? Why, why didn't no one mention it when he was swinging? Yeah, it's just, it's just a title media. It's a huge thing. overreaction. It's just, yeah, it's just. But he, he is a bit of an idiot. He has yeah. been, and he has been, and he has done whatever he's done. Yeah, but, you know. Nathan Clark says, uh, and this is about Sam Allardyce. He's paid to win and keep us up in the prem. He's done that now. We also have more points than under Avram Grant and Zola. He need, yeah, we can't. We, he needs to. He will stay when he in. He's, he probably should do. Yeah. To be honest. So and Nathan Clark says about Paolo B. I can't see the stunt he pulls being accepted by Prem footballers, and he drives a very high wage. That's going to be his need. problem. Is he's going to treat them like league yeah. one and two I'm players? Sure that he's won't not. Work. I, I, I think he's. I think he's quite a bright guy. I think he's quite intelligent, and I think it just. Yeah. Oh, I just don't know if they're going to like him and if they're going to accept Roy, him. Roy Crumpton says about Andy Carroll, yes, if he scores another four or five before the end of the season, so he's worth 17 mil and 5.2 million wages. Do you agree, George? No. no. That's far too much money. 
he is effective. He is a player yeah. that we could do with keeping, but for yeah. that much money, I don't think we David should. David Wilkinson says three one to the Hammers against Liverpool. Joe Cole to make a point. Yeah, that, and look, Joe Cole can play because he's our player, isn't he? It's, it's Andy Carroll that can't play. Roy Crump is Joe Cole fit? I don't know. Yeah, he's, that's supposed a good point. he's supposed to be fit for Saturday, so I don't know. Roy Crumpton says it will take a scrappy 1-0 to the Irons, probably be 3-1 to the Mickey Mouse, though. Mickey Mouses. Oh, what, Kelsey's what, what do you think the score's going to be? Prediction time, John. Prediction time. I think we will lose 1-0. Sean? Sure. I think we will win 1-0. Well, I bet you do. I'm going to go for a 2-1 loss. Yeah. We have many more people on Twitter, so if we didn't mention you, sorry, but um, we only have so much time. Thank you for listening to Monday's podcast. We'll be back with better sound quality next week, more enthusiasm, and more. Sean Sean might have a chest infection. And we might have Reese. Reese's got a point. Reese is out. Yeah, he's out. We didn't mention him. (laughs) Reese is not here. And we'll all be over the one hour time. Which I think. It really is. No, it is. It does. Thank you for listening to Watch Podcast. Come on, you irons. See you about Bye. Come on, you irons. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 